<laughs> Today we have Becky joining us. She is part of Pima Institute, and she's here to talk to us about the bachelor's program for PTAs. And let me tell you guys, honestly, um, if you're kind of like, oh, I'm not interested, you'll be surprised by this. Really listen to this episode. I think if you never thought about it, you're going to start thinking about it. If you thought about it, you're going to want to join it. Um, It is very, very awesome. Some of the things you can do with this bachelor's program so let's go ahead and get into it and this will be part one of two you're listening to the pt assistance podcast with your hosts ken and laura thanks for joining for another exciting episode all right guys and we're back at it with becky here becky thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today we're super excited to have you and pick your brain a little bit more no problem (laughs) I have quite a few questions. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go ahead and just start by introducing yourself a little bit, telling us about your background, a little bit about, you know, what you like to do personally, and then kind of how you got into the field. Okay. So let's see my background. I have been a PT, believe it or not, for 40 years. So yeah, quite a while. I've worked in a lot of different, I've worked all over the country. First of all, went to school on the East Coast at Virginia Commonwealth University and then headed to Montana from there. Ooh. So not like, uh, it was not a change. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had been in Montana before, okay. always had lived in the West and my father got transferred. So we ended up in Virginia. Okay. Went from a town of 5,000 to a high school of 4,000 mid year in, uh, in high schools. So I was, yeah, yeah, very culture (laughs) shock. So after I finished PT school, I was ready to go back. So I I moved to Montana. And since then, I I practiced in Montana, in Idaho, in Kansas. Then I went to Arizona and I came back to Kansas. And I've done everything from inpatient, outpatient, sports medicine, skilled nursing. I've kind of hit Pretty much almost everything except pediatrics. It's the one area I really never dealt into Mm. or home health. Those are kind of the two that I've never really done. And I've pretty much hit everything else along the way. (laughs) I was about to say, do you have a favorite? (laughs) You know, I think, I don't know that I truly do have it. I love different things about Mm -hmm. different areas I've worked. I really love geriatric population, though. I think I have a, a really soft spot for that. And I got into management, and I really like that. I like the challenges of it. And then I went into education, and I love education. So that's that where awesome. I, I finally landed. I'm also a naturopathic physician. Wow. I got, I've been, got that degree in 2020, actually. And so, no, 2021. So just retired that license this year because I'm just too busy to do both. It's a little hard. Yeah, I was like, how do you balance... Like we've, we've talked about burnout quite a bit too. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds like it can be stressful if you're trying to balance the education of PT and everything else at the same time. I really enjoyed people said, how do you do that? And really when I went to my office to treat my naturopathic patients, it's very different and used a different part of my brain, I think. So I could mm-hmm. do it, but that work-life balance was probably not there yeah just non-existent i'm sure (laughs) so i finally decided that that probably wasn't wasn't the best choice so i finally retired that that license and then outside of the pt world we just recently moved back to kansas 
And Arizona is not great for like gardening and that kind of thing. It's a little bit like dry and sandy. Dry. So, well, not yeah, good dirt. Like dry dirt. dirt. <laughs> and I like to cook. That's weird. Ooh. I love to try new recipes, just lots of different things. And this summer I committed to like, I'm, I'm growing basil and it's growing like crazy. So I have mm -hmm. to find at least one new recipe. That's when you have to yeah, start looking for basil specific recipes. Yes. <laughs> Well, I've gotten some pretty good ones, I have to admit. So, so you that's have to share. Mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had the same thing. We had like we had one of those hydro because living in the same thing in Vegas, you don't really got good dirt. So anything you grow is kind of inside. And we did one of those hydropod things. And the same thing, the, we had basil. Man, ba basil, we had no problem growing. <laughs> yep, that's so like every much. neighbor. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody comes over, I'm handing it to everybody. So. <laughs> you can always freeze it in broth, though. I learned that's that trick. Give that a try. I have to give that a try. As far as, so you said home health and pediatrics were two fields you haven't touched. Is it just because you didn't have the opportunity or did you just prefer the other settings a little bit more? You know, I probably could have done home health. I just, I never took the opportunity to do it. In pediatrics, I I don't I just never did it. There's not a like a that I felt like it was a negative thing at all. Yeah. It was just I never was in the situation to do it. And then once I got into management, I you kind of start leaving behind some of the things maybe you would have done if you stay in management. At least that's mm -hmm. my my take on it. Depending on where you're a manager, so that so I was a manager. The f my first management job was a hospital-based outpatient clinic, but it was a huge outpatient clinic and it was brand new. So I had to go from like the build out to bring it all to fruition. So after that, you're not thinking about too much about practicing. You're thinking about how that. Just you know, running that part side of things. <laughs> Making sure everything for. doesn't <laughs> blow up and explode <laughs> anymore. Exactly. That's kind of where I was, so. Yeah. So that's the only reason I didn't go. I did do home health in when I was in college, just as a, you know, when I went on one of my clinicals. Mm. I had a okay. little but, and I enjoyed it. Just never, never went that route. It just wasn't, you're like, I was happy where yep. kind of you were at yep. the times and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Had Which good jobs, good. people I worked with. So. so how did you go from, you know, being in management into that education role? That's an interesting one. So I was, I, I kind of put, I'm not going to say I totally put it aside. I was uh, treating in the naturopathic world almost full time, at, but still had some people coming in that I was still treating as a PT mm -hmm. too. Like I was combining them. A little bit of both. And, bit. Um, and uh, well, I did acupuncture and naturopathic medicine is like a broad, really broad field. But then I had a really nasty car accident and kind of destroyed my wrists and hands. Mm. And um, it was time to figure out a way to make a living and, and not have to use my hands as much. And actually, my hand therapist was like, you should be teaching because she knew me really well. And I'm like, and I had taught a little bit and I thought, you're right. So I started teaching part time. And then I took on the, the program director role of our PTA program on ground, the associates program, and did that for several years and loved it. And then the bachelor program became open. And so I took on that role. So I've been in education full-time since about 2013, started part-time in about 2009. So quite a while. Okay. Nice. So you've seen a lot of, I'm sure, 
changes in the past couple of years. And I was about to say, I'm sure you just really loved those pandemic years of how much fun that had to be. You know, I felt so bad for the students. I really did because Mm -hmm. they weren't to be on the ground. You were mad. He was. I was a student during the pandemic. Yeah, and it was tough. It was hard to teach it because it's such a hands-on profession. Agree. And and keep everybody up to speed and really keep pe- everybody engaged. It was tough. So yeah, I was yeah very glad when we got back on campus, like we could work with the students more. So yeah. now everything I do is fully online, but that's different because we're not doing the hands-on skills. So that makes. Um, as far as like the as, is there still where you're at there's still an associates option and a bachelor's option or is it just bachelors so let me explain we have so i work for pima medical institute and it's based in tucson arizona and but we have 17 campuses across the western united states eight of them have associates eta programs and our bachelor program is what we call a teach-out. It's a, not a teach-out program, but a, it's a degree completion program. Okay. So you have to have your associates already as a PTA and then come back into the bachelor program. Okay. Makes sense. And that's why it would be mainly online because you've done that's the right. on-hand skill training for yep. the associates. And then now it's like, okay, here's the requirements to get those further educations. Both me and Ken were the opposite. (laughs) We did our bachelor's first and then went back and got our associates. Yeah. So, so I, like, I totally understand that the, the combo of kind of completing the two, which is great if you are looking to do join a bridge program because it is required in the bridge programs to have a bachelor's. So the last thing you want to do is you want to go join a program, you know, that, yeah, you might get some benefit out of it, but. You've already got this education. You want to put it to use. You don't want to spend a whole four more years getting a BS somewhere else and something else like kinesiology. That really isn't going to benefit you. So it's definitely one of those ways where if you've got an associates, you can go on and further. And is that kind of like what you guys are gearing towards? Is it just to be more competitive? We're gearing it. No, we get students. A lot of our students want to go on to DPGs. Well, I would mm-hmm. say about 70, usually it's about 70, 75%. That's really their goal is to go on to DPT school and hopefully a bridge program. I mean, most of them are looking at bridge, although some yeah. of them, you know, want to look at other schools. But we also, we have students. The other thing is, you, you know, you, I hate to say you have to plan both ways. If I don't get in, is this degree really going to help me? Mm-hmm. Right. That's one yeah. thing that I think is really important to look at. The other one is a lot of places, if you want to go into management, you have to have a bachelor's degree, right? I didn't that's think about one that. of the, the big things. And that's one reason that other 25% or so, a lot of them, they really do want to go into management. And, and as you guys know, in most cases, you're managing, but you're also treating, right? Mm-hmm. So, we have this our program. You're going to up your game in terms of your skills and your knowledge as a PTA, and we're, we have courses on management also. So you're up in your game in both areas. And so okay. when you have that, if you get that management to, uh, position, 
you're also going to be working with PTs, et cetera, and you just upped your game with them because your knowledge level is a little more. I'll just say we, and we can touch on that later if you want, but we give you a lot of skills in the, in the PTA area. So you're way more confident in a lot of that. So, and so we have those who want to be a manager. Maybe they want to do like strength and conditioning certification. Mm-hmm. And most of those require yet again, okay. a bachelor's, a bachelor's. degree. If they want to teach, that's another reason because most of them, if you're going to teach core courses, you have to have a bachelor's degree and or interested in owning your own business. We have business courses so that you can get a little bit of a more, you know, solid background in that area. So you're more confident going into that. And again, to just become a stronger clinician. And my big thing for PTAs is to become a leader because I Mm -hmm. think we need more leaders in the PTA profession. I couldn't agree more. I I agree. There's a lot of great points that honestly, like I never even thought about, like, because maybe it's just because I do have my bachelor's already. Like I said, I went backwards. So like, I never thought about the fact that, hey, management in a lot of places, when you do apply, they do require you to have that bachelor's. They do want that Mm -hmm. higher education. So I never thought about that. Now, do you guys have, is it all kind of wrapped up or does it kind of segue into like which concentration area for the bachelors you want? Right now, it, down the road, I'd love to have some concentration in some areas, but at this point, no, we have, you're taking, it, it's a complete package basically. So we have things like we have a chemistry course that helps for some of the DPT programs that need that. And Every program's different and what they'll accept, but we mm-hmm. do have a chemistry course. We've got courses, though, in, in business. We have courses in how to communicate better with your patients. We have courses in, like I said, for um, uh, like statistics, so you get better and, and looking at the evidence-based practice and those types of things. So we try to do a, a fairly well-rounded program. The person who developed it was a PT who felt very strongly that PTA should be able to develop their skills more. And so we have it, it's almost 50-50. 50% of it is making you better as a PTA. The other 50% is, yeah, is the more we want to make you well-rounded as a healthcare professional. Which is great. It's the best of both words. I was about to say, you're making me want to go back to school. (laughs) Which will kind of lead me to my question. So for this extended program to go into the bachelor's, do they need to be getting their associates through Pima as well? Like, is this offer only through Pima or someone from a different school can come and take this extended course? If you have gone to a CAPTI accredited PTA program, and hopefully every program in the U.S. is CAPTI accredited. If not, you guys need to start looking into a different one. It's a lot risky. Yes, it is. So as long as you have graduated from a CAPTI accredited program, you can get into our program. Now, do you have to be licensed already or could you be waiting to take the the exam? Very good question. (laughs) No, no, it is a good question because that was an issue, right? Because Mm -hmm. when they started doing the four time a year thing, that is hard and people are waiting. So no, you don't have it. We changed it to where you can start the program without being licensed. And then you just have to pass the exam, be licensed uh, by the beginning of the third semester. 
Okay. So it's four semesters total. So that gives you time to study and and take. And then if just in case, you know, sometimes. Some some wiggle room. Some wiggle room in between. Which, yeah, because I'll be honest, I'm not a great test taker. Sometimes you ask me a question, I'm like, huh? And I'm like, oh, wait, I I knew that. Yeah, I'm a deer in your headlights. So, Mm -hmm. like, I get test anxiety does not always, sometimes testing doesn't always show how, how good you are. So sometimes That's those extra very... little, little ones give you a little bit more time. And that way you don't have to stress about like, I have to do it like the first time or I'm kicked out of this program, which is awesome. Right. Yeah. Which is really stressful when it comes to like looking for jobs too. Cause that, that happens a lot with jobs. I know people who are working under their graduate license for a couple months waiting for their test have a, or have a job lined up. And then all of a sudden you don't pass the test. And now you're kind of scrambling for those three months until you take the next test. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. it's nice that it gives you the opportunity to get things started until, you know, you take your test and pass that. Yeah. And so, and that's really the big requirement. And really, um, if you graduated from a CAPD accredited program, normally you have, because we require some gen eds, you know, we require a certain number, like 60, six credits total. But for the most part, what if you've graduated from a, a a PTA program, you have all those credits. Someone, I haven't seen it, but someone could be maybe a few credits shy. That would just mean they might have to take a gen ed somewhere first or something like that. But I've not run into that yet, but I suppose it could be possible. I was about to say, you never know out here in Nevada. I already had my bachelor's, but I still had to take history in Nevada because Nevada requires it. (laughs) So I was like, it could be something. Some outliers here and there. Exactly. <laughs> You're exactly. like what? I was literally like, guys, I don't, I don't get this. I literally have my bachelor's already. Why am I taking a genetic? You never <laughs> know state. what state requires. Right. And you talk about having that the license you can your graduate license, I think you call it. You know, some mm-hmm. states don't even have that, so you're mm-hmm. just stuck until you pass those boards. So yeah, Arizona did not have it. So we're we're fortunate out here to have it, but we do get the two thousand hours after you graduate rule, which yeah, I think fun. it's Nevada <laughs> and Arizona. Arizona, and that's, okay. here we go here. Let's go back to leadership. I think down the road we that hopefully we can get that removed, but it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of on the ground type mm-hmm. of work to get that done. And that's where I think PTAs need to be jumping in and trying to get those kinds of things changed. So. Agreed. We learned that we were actually, I, I don't know if I told you this, Ken. I learned because I work with a couple of people on our APTA board out here. And they said, actually, it was approved. The person forgot to file it. So it. The 2000 hours? Yep. So it passed. So it passed, but so it's now we're in limbo. Is that what's happening? They guys got to go through it because it got lost apparently in translation, but it got left out. And so it didn't get filed, so it didn't get approved within that time period or whatever. So that's very odd. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, in all fairness, I'm like, it's not, I've already got my 2000 hours. I wanted a huge party when I got mine. That's what I joked. It was, it was super nice though. My, our front office manager, she knew that I hit my 2000 hours and she brought in Starbucks in a balloon that said 2000 hours, <laughs> which is so sweet in a way. Like I definitely, I get the benefits of it, but there, I do think in time 
we're starting to see the PTA field grow a little bit more. I've always kind of been a component for PTA license switching to a bachelor's requirement. I'm probably one of the few ones who thinks it should go that route. You know, I well, so I can give you a little history there. It's kind of interesting. I think that there are a lot of educators out there who think that it should go to a bachelor's level because there's just so much to teach. Mm-hmm. And so basically, there are some challenges with getting it to a bachelor level. For instance, I'll give you a couple of examples. One is most of the programs are at community colleges, a lot of which cannot have four-year programs, mm-hmm. depending on the depending on the community college, right? So that's one of the challenges. The other challenge is on the financial aid and getting it approved for through Department of Ed for financial aid. And so that's another big, I'll call it a stumbling block for lack of a better term. And it's been talked about, but it's hard to wrap the head around how we really make that happen. How do you step it in? Are you not going to graduate anybody for a you know, several year period when it first, get, you know, comes out. So they actually, at one point, we are talking about what if we did a two-tier system, which is, uh, and to me, that doesn't make sense. Either you really need the bachelor or, you, you know, people are happy with the associate. So I don't know. I do know mm-hmm. that our students, you know, it's hard. Well, from the associate's level, it was just hard, as you guys know, to cram everything in you have to know. It's like, I describe it as a fire hose, right? It Stuck really out of the throat <laughs> and you're just like flooding it. And you hope that a lot of it sticks. Mm-hmm. So, but, and when, so when our students come to our program, one of the, th- one of the pieces of feedback I get is it filled so many gaps for them, like areas that they, they kind of, they got through it, but they never felt like they had a really strong grasp. Now they have a, a really struggle grasp or like pharmacology or kinesiology and getting those finer points of kinesiology, those type of things where they didn't really truly get all of it. I mean, they got enough, but really to utilize it and think about it every day and, and really tailor everything that you do for your patient to make it, you know, tailored to that particular person, they had some gaps and they're like, this filled all of those. So so I would down the road love to see it go to a bachelor program, but I not think in the next five years. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But Cappy keeps adding things they feel like PTA should know. And but it's like what do you drop off? You mm-hmm. know, you have X number of hours. How do we add more into that? So that's been a real challenge for the the profession. And if anything, too, some of the programs are just going to start requiring prereqs to get into it. Yeah. And so I know one of our programs out here, it's a community college one, and they do. They require you to take a lot of prereqs prior to even getting into that one, into the associates, because of the fact that they don't have the time to go over it because they have they have the other courses to do. I, I definitely I could see a two tier system, almost like nursing in a way. I, I guess that could kind of work. My, I know for, I've talked to a couple of people and I know the other issue with making a bachelor's is also the pay. You know, if you're going to yes. spend more on education, you need to get paid more. And insurances don't want to do that right now. So it's that at least when PTs switch from the master's to the doctor, there was a 
reason that, you know, they should get paid more because they're doing a lot more education and here's the X, Y, and Z and the direct access and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like it might be a little harder because we already know insurances don't like to pay PTAs as much. No. So they're going to, I think that's, a, that's also the other struggle of getting it to that bachelor's program. But education wise, I feel like it would be so beneficial because there are like we, me and Ken were very fortunate that we came in with a kinesiology degree. Mine was in sports medicine concentration. Ken, did you have a concentration with yours or was it just X? I want to say it was, I thought those, those comprehensive, but I don't think that's the same thing now. Yeah, I don't know. No, I guess maybe not. I was like, I know my school, like it was exercise science, sports medicine, athletic training was either concentration. No, we didn't have any of those. So it was just allied and kinese or comprehensive and kinese. Those were your two options when I went. Yeah. And so like I, I remember like a lot of my background in that definitely helped me through PTA school or I probably would have been drowning. Because I did, I wouldn't have had already those fundamental blocks is already kind of instilled in it be more of a refresher there. So I could for definitely see. For me, I was going to say it was more being a technician for a few years definitely helped. But I know not all clinics have technicians. They don't really want them there. But I think that definitely helped because I agree that a lot of the program goes so fast that if you miss one portion, you feel like you're already behind because the class is moving on. Yep. But I do love that this bachelor's definitely takes it to that next level. You're saying pharmacology, for example. I barely remember my farm course. And we had we one come slide. A, may, yeah, I think maybe two slides for being generous. But like even today at work, like these patients try to talk to us about their the medication that they're taking and then maybe they'll have questions. And half the time I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I've heard that name once or twice, but that's pretty much it. I get it. It's not really part of our role to handle anything like that. But it's still nice to be aware and to know what's going on. Maybe they did take something and something might react with something else where we do need to get the PT involved. But because we barely have any knowledge of it, it's hard to know when to get the PT involved. So having that Mm -hmm. next level of education, especially in courses like that, help you, like you said, be more of a leader, be more in charge, be able more educated on just more well-rounded patient treatment, I want to say. Right. And actually, you know, pharmacology People are taking so many meds now, which is mm-hmm. an entirely another topic. Oh, yeah. But knowing that you know they're on cardiac meds and what kind of to expect or you see something. And if you really know that you're more comfortable with the pharmacology, you like, click, I need to say something, right? If I see something that's a little bit off, it may not mm-hmm. be way off, but we'd rather catch things early than late. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like pharmacology, some of the other things are like we have an inpatient and and this is the one place where you do get a choice, inpatient or outpatient course. And so those courses are, are, they look at not only things like specific diagnoses and that type of thing that you see, but even some of the, like some little insurance issue type of thing, that type of thing is, is brought in and how you handle certain things and continuum of care and how continuum of care really works. And so there's all kinds of different things that we throw in to make somebody really more round, more well-rounded and more, uh, I would call it forward thinking, right? So mm-hmm. you're not just treating your patient here, you're thinking long-term what's going to happen. So, so those are the kinds of things that I think are really good. The evidence-based practice, and it's for the PTA, you're not in an evidence-based practice course with 
with nurses or respiratory therapists or anybody else. It's really looking at what the evidence-based practice is for, for the PTA. So really digging into the research. And that part, I think, is kind of fun because PTAs will say, oh, my gosh, I need to tell my PT about this because I'll research something and say, the PT's been complaining about X, Y, or Z, and I just found some research that says this is why or this is what we should do about it. So that part's pretty, I think. That it is makes, pretty exciting. It is, and it makes the PT and the PTA a better team, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're bringing, already PTAs bring so much to the table, but this is like, like you just brought a really great dessert in, right? You just added that much more. So that's why. Yeah, and I feel like. Oh, sorry, Kate. Go ahead. You wanna? Well, I said that we're we're now we're getting to go ahead. Now go ahead. I'm I'm losing Um, my question. Yeah. So what I was saying though is like too by doing this bachelor's program and kind of focusing on understanding more a little bit, bringing in that PT aspect into the Mm -hmm. PTA so that they can understand, like you were saying for running a clinic too, that also helps the PT know that you've got the special more training and that they can have a little bit more trust in what you're saying is actually validated and true because it's not like you're just pulling this out. Like this is something you've gone through, you've learned, and it does bring up a better relationship whether you're in management or even not in management. Like I'm lucky, I'm very fortunate that I've worked with most of my career, most PTs who are very like, hey, you're a PTA. Sometimes you guys know what's going on better with the patient than I do. Like, what's going on? How does this sound? Like, da 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 da. And they'll come to me and they'll actually ask for my opinion or like, hey, you know, I usually always, I'm a very communicative or communicated PTA. I might tell you what's going on with patients, whether you ask me or not. I might tell you. Right. <laughs> but I'm always the one who's like, hey. I think this will be a good idea. And it's like I always bring in and run it past. But because of the fact that I have that nice track record of trust with them, you know, when I do bring in a suggestion or something like that, you know, they've got that faith that I'm bringing out of goodwill and, you know, that I understand what I'm talking about. And this will definitely help if you're moving into that management position, because not always are you going to be able to build up that relationship right away and then, you know, go into the management. You might have to meet them and you're you're in that management position right. and is it, is it a challenge yes it's it a is a challenge, challenge because not yeah. all well, pts are for it yet yeah. most honestly i've learned are okay with it a uh, good chunk out here getting there that's good what's Get, good getting there out here at least again where i've run into they've made it very where i work they've made it very clear that ptas can get promoted and they can run centers okay. and they can run that and so if, if you're a PT joining that that clinic, you you know there's a possibility. So the, again, that's why I'm very fortunate. But yeah, all those coursework courseworks are going to really help go go to kind of starting off that relationship right and up front. Because sometimes I'm sure you're in management, you're going to have to challenge a little bit of maybe what the PT is doing, which isn't going to be which fine. Is, yeah, but you know the thing too is, and what I was telling. Is don't sell yourself short because mm-hmm. management skills are management skills. They that are different. Very different. Mm-hmm. Skill. And and my brother who is he's a stockbroker and I don't I don't want to send anybody but he always said <laughs> doctors physician doctors are not good money men. They're not. Mm-hmm. He said mostly they are not. So 
you so that's the thing you find someone with that skill to manage your money right because you're not maybe good at that but it doesn't mean they don't have the same degree you have they have a different degree well a pta who has management skills and have taken management courses are probably going to be a better manager if your love is treating patients let somebody else mm-hmm. take care of that management aspect so it is kind of it's kind of different all right guys that is officially the end of part one so join us again next week tuesday for part two so be sure to like subscribe do all the things that helps out the channel tremendously and we thank every one of you for it but we will get back to our interview with becky on tuesday next week same time same place till next time